Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting edge, mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom, their tools, so that you can move beyond your fears and self-doubts. Move beyond limiting beliefs, also that you can heal pain, illness, and trauma, and live the purposeful, passionate life of your dreams with abundance and ultimate freedom. I am your host, Tanya Penny. I am an occupational therapist and a vibrant body and abundant life coach. And I'm here because I'm devoted to helping you have that healthy body, peaceful mind, and balanced life so that you can truly live the life of your dreams. Today, I'm excited to share the wisdom of Lisa Marie Klasky with you. We are going to be diving into the very important topic of trusting yourself and following your guidance. And just a reminder, this call is live, so we'll be taking a few questions at the end of the call. And if you are on the phone, you can raise your hand, star two, to ask a question or make a comment, or just chat with us. Or if you're on the webcast, you can submit at the bottom of the screen. And if you could preferably put your first name in, that would be great. So a little bit about Lisa before we dive in today. So Lisa Marie Plasky left her action-packed life as a federal law enforcement officer to become the CEO of international leadership company, Upside Thinking an award-winning leadership expert and number one best-selling international author of four books. She takes her law enforcement journey, which began on the piers of New York and ended post 9-11, and shares what exceptional leaders do differently and how to be positioned as an expert in order to seize big opportunities. As a certified master coach, Lisa Marie coaches women in business around the globe. With experience working with clients in over 20 different industries, her proven seven-step formula has resulted in her clients being seen, heard, and recognized for their work without having to change who they are. Woo, amen to that. Welcome, Lisa Marie. Thank you, Tanya. It's a beautiful thing to be here with you. I'm just, I'm, I'm truly honored, and I will share that isn't that great to do it without having to change who you are? <laughs> I love that part. I was like, don't, yes. don't want that. <laughs> I know I you that because you know it. <laughs> I have I have spent many, many years, um, and this goes perfect with our topic of trust yourself, right? Like many years getting back to who I truly am because as so many of us know, we've had so much conditioning growing up and learned to hide who we are and not trust ourselves, Mm -hmm. and not follow our truth and our guidance. So (laughs) the big question I want to start with for you, 
is could you tell us a little bit more about your journey back to trusting yourself and what that looked like? And I just, any little tidbits or nuggets that you feel like you're guided to share today? Ooh, well, I was a people pleaser growing up. So um, I did a lot of things that were, um, that, you know, if I if I thought it was going to get me likability points, you know, if somebody was going to mm-hmm. like me more. And so I did very, very, um, very well at, at earning an A plus in good girl syndrome and, um, you know, wanting to get it right. And uh, that um, certainly led to me losing my sense of self um, mm-hmm. along the way. And uh, having to find it in order to be able to trust myself, so I was definitely really good at that. And the 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 you know the the, the trusting piece, I can honestly say that I don't think that that I don't think that that showed up until my thirties, Tanya. I I really don't like when I look back and I think about. Well, I guess you know what I would say is I saw glimpses of it in my twenties. You know, I saw, I saw, um, you know, um, choices that I'd make. Um, but I think that there was so much programming that then I would take several steps back um, mm. into is this, you know, is this really going to be the thing that gets me liked others? Um, so until there was full blown a hundred percent like trust myself and and follow my own um you know the guidance and the wisdom that I hear that like i said not not until my thirties yeah i think <laughs> I think you've hit on some important points here. number one is that people pleasing. Um, I call it one of the three P's, perfection, people-pleasing, pretending to be superhuman. And I think that people-pleasing one is probably one of the biggest ones. And I think almost everyone struggles with that or has been conditioned to do that to some degree. Like you said, from, from childhood, right, we are taught to please our parents. You know, We are taught, like in school, you want to be liked. You want other people to like you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're going to do and say certain things. And oftentimes we're doing those things and it's actually not who we truly are. It's not actually our truth and things that we may, you know, our heart is not actually telling us or guiding us to do or say. And so how did you, yeah, like, how did you, how did you move through that, Lisa? <laughs> so fast. Like, I think it's, it's so great that you actually, you know, bring that up about, you know, so like you, know, you get the programming, and it's not like there's this big awareness. It's not like you're programmed that you go, "Oh, I am people pleasing," or you know, "I am." Oh, no. that it, there's not a. It, it's a completely unconscious, um, yeah, unconscious behavior that you know this is just the thing that's going to get me what I want. You know, in in, in sort of parentheses, get me what I want, and. And if you you make less waves and you're quieter, then you know you will um, not call attention to yourself and you know stand out too much. And so I think that you know that there's so many um, elements to the people pleasing that for me show up in sort of a swirl around that. 
uh, you know, that triggers other behaviors that don't necessarily serve you well in the long run. And um, and so I took my job when I when I first got out of out of school. I I couldn't find a job in law enforcement, and I had um, majored in criminal justice, so I really wanted one. And I went into banking, and realized there just how um, you know how much you know uh, you know really had conformed. And then you know when I went into law enforcement. While I thought, oh, geez, I'm so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so cutting edge and I'm such an adventurer. And, you know, if you were to say, you know, do you trust yourself? I would have said yes, you know, because I took this leap of faith and, um, hmm. you know, went to work in Newark, New Jersey, you know, after, you know, growing up in Pennsylvania and, you know, not even getting my driver's license until I was 21 and um, being just, you know, almost to some degree not making decisions just sort of afraid of making the wrong one. And, you know, so this is a big, big, big deal for me to take this leap of faith and go into into law enforcement. And when I look back at my career now and I look back at those early years and when I struggled on the job, when I struggled with the guys really wanting to work with me, I recognize that a lot of it was also because the 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 self that I was being was not myself. And so mm-hmm. it's very difficult for people to connect with you when you're not even connected to yourself. And and so that was um you know, that was an awareness that showed up after a leadership training that I took several years on the job and when I realized that I was not um beloved by my, my colleagues and really couldn't figure out why that was because in so many other areas I had excelled I had gotten the A's I had you know um, had the you know the the right you know uh, fill in the blank and so this was a new experience for me to have these guys really not want to work with me wow yeah here you are doing (laughs) here you are in your whole life up to this point been doing things in order to get people to like you and so you're you think you're still doing that or you you maybe you weren't aware that you were doing that but you're still being that person and also it's like it's not working anymore (laughs) it's like you yeah that wall yeah absolutely absolutely and and it, it didn't come without um, trauma or or pain, you know, along along with it, it certainly was a wall. And you know, if somebody were to ask me, you know, um, you know, or, you know, if somebody were to say, you know, just be yourself, I would be like, well, of course I'm being myself. Like it's not like there was this awareness that it was I'm that I'm I'm doing so that I'm engaging in this behavior. And so um, I actually went to a, a leadership training, and they had lots and lots of assessments, Tanya, that were. I'm sure you've taken them, you know, the assessments where they uh, give you, tell you what your, what your strengths are or your behaviors or, um, mm-hmm. you know, how your colleagues view you and, you know, and, and it was one particular assessment and it was a, an interpersonal skills behavioral assessment, um, fundamental interpersonal relationship, uh, yep. Trying to think of the acronym for it, like you know, this, this you know this long, long assessment name. And when they got the results back, the in- instructor stood over me and said, um, "Announced to the class of these 25 leaders from the New York metropolitan area, because I was taking this class my, myself, recognizing there was something wasn't working at work." And 
And she said, um, so Lisa Marie is uh, scored a zero. And um, it wasn't a really safe place to receive this. And she continued to go on and she said, Lisa invites you to do something, she doesn't really want you to be there. If you invite her to do something and she shows up to participate, she's secretly wishing she was someplace else. Whoa. And, um, yeah, it was a big wow. It was a big, um, it was just a big, a big hurt, you know, a big hurt. And I, no one talked to me, you know, for the rest of the, the time that I was in the class. Um, there was no, you know, dialogue. There was nothing. It wasn't a safe place for me to receive this feedback. And I just cried all the way home and and really wondered if that's how people see me. And it took me on a wonderful journey, um, you know, where I had to ask myself some hard questions because it was like, Lisa, you know, if you don't learn how to connect, and this is connect with yourself as well as connecting with others. Yeah, you like said you gotta connect with yourself first. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You 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 could be really smart and tough. Um you could be really strong and right, but you're gonna be alone and dead. Because you know, in, in that job you rely on other people. You need other people. It's not a it's not a I'm not in a cubicle where I can just get my work done and that's it. And so um, you know, it took me, like I say, on a journey, a wonderful journey, um, not without, you know, a discomfort or, or, you know, when I say wonderful journey, not without, you know, the, um, I think any time there's emotional any sort pain. of self-discovery or, right, exactly, yeah. there's emotional pain, so. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, all the people listening, just a reminder that, yeah, a lot, I think very often, whether it's a situation like yours, Lisa, where it was like a big, you know, a wall two by four that hits you in your, the area of your career. For me, it was my, you know, my health, my illness, uh, mm-hmm. my diagnosis yep. of the MS. Like typically you're going to, at some point, you're going to get a wake up call. Um, it could be in a relationship. It could be money wise. If you're not in alignment with your true self, you're going to get some kind of a, kind of painful experience um, from what I've seen in my lifetime so far, not just for myself, but all the clients I work with that is going to, you know, be like, Hey, you like, you've got to do it different. You've got to look at these things, whatever it is, the the conditioning, the, the fears, the, all that stuff that's been running us so that you can come back to you. Because ultimately that's, that's what's causing the breakdown for the majority um, of us who have these breakdowns is we're out of alignment with our true self. Yeah, and I think, you know, you mentioned, you know, that it's like it's, it's a wake-up call, and, and you're right. It's like it doesn't matter whether or not um, it's, you know, you know, who the person is that I've been in conversation with, whether it's been, you know, friends of mine talking about, you know, our – um, our path or our journey, or it's been other colleagues who have, you know, stepped into a particular opportunity or, you know, a, a new direction, or it's been clients that I've worked with that have come from a variety of backgrounds and industries. 
that wake up call is is just is something where if there is out of alignment, you generally have something that is designed to wake you up and say, hey, pay attention to this. And rarely does it come as a soft knock. You know, it generally comes <laughs> as it a thundering something. Right, you know? But, but would we, listen we don't then? listen, to, we don't listen like, to, to the wonder. soft knocks. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, you know, I remember this from one of my first clients who said to me, we had had conversations about health and well-being, you know, over and over because of the pace at which she worked and trying to get um, some some new habits in. And I remember she, I got a phone call from her from the hospital. And she said to me, gosh, darn, I can't believe it. She's like, I'm in here. And I said, what in the world are you in the hospital for? And why are you calling me? And she said, you know, they thought it was a heart attack, but it looks like it was just anxiety and stress. And I said, this is what we talked about. That's why you need a vacation. And she goes, well, if I would have known that this was going to happen, I would have taken the vacation. And I just find <laughs> I would rather have a vacation. Right? 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 But she was like, it's like we the signs were already there and they were adding up. And until it came down to the wake-up call, which is like, if you don't do this, you might die, then it was like, oh, my gosh. And what's fascinating is we still are in touch today. And this was maybe 12 years ago. And she is thriving and life is grand because she's – and she's reinvented her you know, of course, you know, into a into a new iteration that's just wonderful and beautiful. But I find that conversation just, just so in alignment with what we're talking about because it's like the soft knock with the conversations you were having weren't enough. But the hospital call, oh yeah, like that was like enough to say, yeah, clearly something has to change. So um, wow, it just, yeah. it's, it's just some, yeah. It's, it's human, right? I think that's very human for most of us. So, like, for everyone listening, like, just don't beat yourself up because cause I, I know a lot right. of my clients will tend to beat themselves up for having to get to that point. And it's like, well, now now you're just wasting time, oh. right? Like, let, let go of beating yourself up and just be like, okay, at least you listen to the wake-up call now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's okay. It's like it's okay. It's not like, like, like I don't look at it and go, oh, well, I wish I would have been smarter, you know, to have seen something like this before. I wish I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't go back and do any of those things. It was really more like, wow, oh, what am I going to do with this now, with this information now? And I think that's such a beauty of it is that if, if you're getting the wake up call, it means that, you know, you're, you know, your spirit guides recognize that you still have something to accomplish on this planet. And you better get yeah. to it. And so here's the wake-up call to say, hello, you know, we need you. The world needs you and you're brilliant. And um, you're not in alignment to be able to serve the people you're called to serve right now. And so I think that that's such a beautiful thing to then say, okay, so I got this. What do I do now? And and well, and, 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 and not to look back. Yeah, and I think that's an even an interesting thing for us to touch on, right? It's oftentimes our wake-up calls aren't actually a mistake. They were actually part right. of, right, mm -hmm. part of your soul's um, path or part yes. of your soul's plan. Because I, I know at least, like, for you and for me, right, like, me having the MS, which was my wake-up call, like, that was actually an, also an answer to one of my prayers because I wasn't feeling in alignment with my work when I got the diagnosis. 
just being a regular occupational therapist wasn't really fulfilling for me. So I kept like praying, like, what, what, show me, like, what is more in alignment with my true self? And it was like, <laughs> oh, like years, right, years, I didn't realize that the minute I was diagnosed. It was like years later. And when I was on the other side, I was like, oh, that's actually part of my purpose, right? That's part of, it wasn't a mistake. Right? It, was, it was part of me getting right. back to myself, but then also teaching others and part of my purpose. So I just think that's an important thing to add in, you guys, that there, I don't believe there are mistakes, and I don't think you do either, Lisa Marie. No, not at all. I, I mean, I think that's just it, is that if we, if we look at whatever things happen when we were on the roller coaster going down versus the roller coaster going up, you know, and you look back at the tapestry, I find that those are the times when I receive the most wisdom that actually mm. allows me to do my life's work on the way up. While it felt really good, the, the lessons were, um, there was a more excitement, enthusiasm for me, and, um, and, and not necessarily the big, the big life lessons that are sort of, you know, considered them them captured in a, um, in, you know, the gems in my life that I look back on. They oftentimes came with some sort of trauma or pain or heartache or emotional letdown. And, um, and so I've learned to embrace sorrow as much as the joy because it's all part of the journey. And if I don't, if I, if I love only, only the joy and not the sorrow, I'm going to miss out on half my life. Right. The likelihood of my life out. only having good from now on is probably slim. Sorry about that, Tanya. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying that, that we often need the contrast, right? We need to yeah. contrast the opposites and to not accept and embrace both. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to miss out, um, I think, on a lot. And you, you mentioned earlier, too, I just I want to go back to this perfection thing or the fear. I call it perf perfection, but it's that fear of making mistakes. And I think there is some kind of a belief out there that says, if I follow my guidance and if I am my true self, then my life will be rainbows and unicorns. And <laughs> as we're talking about, that's not necessary. There's been a lot of guidance I've got, right? There's been a lot of guidance I know for myself that I have followed. And it was a real, excuse my language, a real bitch. Like it was not fun and it was not easy. And I disappointed people and, you know, it didn't turn out the way my ego thought it should, but it was my guidance. So I just feel like that's something we need to talk about um, to like blow that one out of the water. Yeah, that's, um, that's just so true that, that there is this, um, I don't know where it comes from, but, you know, that people believe that, okay, if I do take this, if I say, okay, I'm going to step fully into my purpose or calling my mission, my, my, you know, my, I am perfectly aligned, it means that it all will work out well for you. And it will always work out well for you. It just doesn't necessarily work out well, you know, in the way that you actually envision it. And I, I'll share a, a story of something that I'm, I'm, that I have gone through not that long ago and, and very few people knew about it. It's that I had a um, a business deal that went not so good. Okay, just not just not an ideal business deal, and um, and with regards to this significant loss of of revenue, so we're 
we're in the five-figure range. Um, what's fascinating about fascinating. it is I asked all the right questions. I felt it in my body that this was a good decision. I pendulum tested it, and the person who's my who who she and I you know worked together in partnership was like, this is where you're supposed to be, right? So after it all happens, I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is like, you know, the I, I, I did my due diligence, right? And what's interesting is, is that we, you know, had a conversation, I had a conversation with several other advisors of mine, um, you know, much like, much like you, you know, the belief in just because you coach people doesn't mean you don't need other people to guide you and help you along your way, right? Because <laughs> you don't have yeah. it all figured out. And so, um, so, so I, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to my advisors and stuff. And what's really funny is that the, the, the people that I rely on where we have conversations about, you know, my soul's deepest calling and my inner wisdom and my own, you know, and my, and, and have those kinds of conversations, they're like, Yes, and this is you were supposed to receive this lesson for some reason, right? <laughs> I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? And so I'm still in it where I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I have been getting signs of why this has shown up for me. And so it's not like all of the things are like, oh, now I'm in alignment, and so I get the big lucrative contract. Sometimes it's I'm in alignment and I lose this, right? But there's yeah. there is a greater purpose to you know um, to to be in service to humanity for the lesson to be received for where you are on your journey. And for me, I'm always um, somewhat surprised and missed when it doesn't come out all unicorns and, <laughs> and, and roses for me, right? Because it's like, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm doing all the right things. And at the same time, it's, 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 it's both. It's a both and, right? It's the ups and the downs. It's the highs and the lows. It's the joy and the sorrow. And that's what makes a fully rich, incredible life. I think that what's different is that if you're able to have tools to manage you know that so that you don't get emotionally out of balance and either in when anything happens and recognize that the perfection just simply um you know that's uh you know that it's going to all work out perfectly for you is, is is just not it's an unreasonable expectation well and it does all work out perfectly but not your perfect mm-hmm. not your e- not your ego right. perfect um idea your ego perfect perhaps. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. I think too, yeah. right? Um, I, I think we also need to remember that because everything's connected, we're all connected, that oftentimes, like, I'll get guidance sometimes to do something and, like, my ego will be like, I don't see how this has anything to do with us or how this is going to benefit us. And I'll have to say, well, there's a big picture and I don't know it. And who knows, by me doing this or saying this thing, even if it seems quite either way, big or small, it's like, oh, maybe it was just for this person, right? For this other person to get this, whatever yes. they were meant to get from it. Yes. Right? So I, exactly. I that, yes. Yeah. So uh-huh. I think that's really important for everyone. Yes. To just, I want to throw that out there to chew on, too. <laughs> Because sometimes we're just the conduit, right? It's just we're the conduit yeah. for someone else's lesson. You know? 
Absolutely. So, so I love there's a metaphor I like. Um, There's a metaphor that it says we all swim in the ocean of mutual benefit. And I, Mm -hmm. I guess that's a little bit what we're talking about here. So I want to go back to, so how, how do you, like when we're struggling with people pleasing or we're struggling with this perfection and fear of making mistakes or failing or getting it wrong, or something turns out the way that we didn't want it to, and we are like beating ourselves up for it and blaming ourselves. What do you use? Like, what are some practical things or what are some things you've used to help you move through that, to help you release that people pleasing or that perfectionist or the, you know, beating yourself up stuff? Like what, what are some things that you have done or or do currently that help that could help people with that? Well, there's, there's, um, there's just several tools, um, you know, that I, that I think are, you know, have been critical to, to me, um, staying out of the space of judgment. And, um, mm. one of them is that I am very, I think it's very important for me to make friends with all of the um, the voices that show up, um, mm. you know, in my consciousness. And what I mean by that is if I hear the, you know, well, what in the world? Like, why were you doing that? Or who do you think you are? Or if I hear some sort of voice of judgment, it's actually not something that I squash or quiet at all. It's actually something where I am seeking to make friends with whatever that is, because I recognize that those voices for me come from a place of safety. They come from a place of, and, and, and you know, and yes, it can be fear, but it's a place of looking to keep me safe. And so, yeah, most of our fears are, I, are for that, right? Right. And so if I, if I, if I'm really kinder and gentler versus speaking loudly and saying that's not true or, you know, yes, you are, yes, you do matter or, you know, who do you think you are? You're wonderful. I find that, that, um, that that doesn't, doesn't make them go away. It just stuffs them down. Um, and it's just it's sort of like putting a big piece of tape over their mouth temporarily only for them to show up a little bit louder and a little bit angrier later. And if I find the the benefit and sort of the loving reminder in it and say and unpack it and say, so I wonder what this is really about and then speak to the safety part, I find that there's not really a need. I don't have those voices the same way I used to have years ago. So that's, that's definitely something that I have used. Um, the other thing is I am really, really um, very mindful of what I'm doing, very conscious of my actions and behaviors throughout the course of a day. And so one of the techniques that I'll use is is the snap technique, which is to stop, to notice, to ask, and then to to pivot or make some sort of shift. And so it's it's making sure that I stop in my work um, every every couple of hours to take 
a couple minutes to give full attention to whatever I'm doing. And then to breathe, you know, just just a couple prayer breaths and return to the present moment and where I'm actually, okay, so here's where I am. And then I pay attention. You know, when 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 you come to a full stop and you can actually notice what's going on around you. You know, am I calm? Am I a hot mess? <laughs> am I in a good place? <laughs> am I stuck in, you know, and, and I think a lot of times there's this, when many people get in work mode, they're just in work mode. And so that decision to consciously stop and notice that, you know, the S and the, the N is, is really important. Because it really doesn't matter, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what I discover. Like, it, it, it's really more about me being compassionate with however I'm feeling, whatever I'm thinking, whatever I'm doing at the moment, that's it. It's just a noticing. I'm not not making any judgments around it. And then the A to ask is that I ask myself questions. Like, okay, so what what's what are my beliefs right now? Because sometimes throughout the course of the day, like I, last week I, I wrote 17 articles. And as I was in the process of writing, I wanted to write more. 17 wasn't my goal. And so it was like, okay, you're not doing it fast enough. You're not... Um, you know, they're, they're not the results that I want now. And so then I can ask myself, okay, so, you know, is this really true? And where is this coming from? Um, and and so it, it rather than me getting to a place of burnout or stress or frustration, I'm actually stopping and, and a pattern interrupts with that. Because I recognized, like, when, when that happened was there was also something for me that was showing up was that people value me for my accomplishments. And so if right. I get this done, it's like I'm the hero in the story, right? And, and, and so it was like, oh, okay, I get what this is. You know what I mean? This is, you know, you're, you're back to this sort of workaholic workhorse mentality. And then and superhuman. Then the last, you know, superhuman is what I right, call it. Superhuman, right? right. That. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Absolutely. And then, the, and then the pivoting, you know, is that once you identify what's going on, then you can just make a different choice or, you know, let go of that or, or whatever it is. And so I find that when I actually am consciously scheduling in, regardless of how busy my day is, the pause, you know, the power of the pause and actually stopping and breathing and returning to the present moment, it's not something that happens at the end of the day then where I'm going, oh, I'm reviewing the day. It's like actually built in to just how I actually, to how I work. Um, And then, you know, my first book was, oh, sorry about that. No, I was just going to say, I I think like this is not probably a new concept for a lot of people, but something that so needs to be like really driven in. Um, You call it SNAP. Um, I call it lots of other things, but ultimately it's, it's taking time, right. To, to connect with yourself, like going for full circle back to what we began talking about, right. Is that, that lack of self-connection, that lack of knowing yourself. And Mm -hmm. I do think that is so um, in our culture, especially, and I know for many other cultures as well, we have been conditioned to believe that the more that we do, the more that we're worth, you got to prove yourself, you got to work, 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 you got to do, do, do. And we just completely lose connection with ourselves. And if you don't have that, you're certainly not going to get your guidance if you're too busy. So I love that building in, you call it snap, but building in those, like actually scheduling them 
and I do in my calendar, schedule those mini breaks to connect with myself because yeah, otherwise my super, my superhuman, my superwoman will take over because she loves what she does, but she's also still got some of those underlying belief systems running about worth and, and doing. Um, so yeah, making that conscious decision and scheduling that time in to connect with yourself daily, I think is so important to what we're talking about today. So thank you for sharing that. Snap. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's been something that I think is truly important. And and then of course, you know, there's other retreats. You know, you do retreats and I go on silent meditative retreats where it's just, you know, at a monastery and it's five days of quiet, um, no talking and it's just, you know, the the ability to to recharge and even reprogram. So that's that's a yeah. beautiful thing. And I um the the first book that I wrote, Designing Your Destiny, I share that share really that. if there's if there's 1,440 minutes in a day and you spend 10 minutes, five in the morning and five at night, you know, identifying what you want and then reviewing what happened at the end of the day, same thing. You know, it gives you the same, it's just that um, the intentionality so that you can, you can have that vibrant life, right? That purposeful life you talk about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, oftentimes, I mean, one of the biggest things I, the things I hear most often out of my clients are, I don't have the time. And I'll say, well, that's exactly why, you know, you are having this health issue or this. You're, you know, you're using that sexy excuse when the truth is <laughs> you've got to make the time because if you're not staying connected to yourself and really, like you said, first thing in the morning, I think for most people um, is really important. And yet that's the time when people say, well, I got to get going. I got to get to work. I got to get the kids ready. And it's like, wow, what if you just took five minutes and I take 15 to 20 at least every morning and I take that time to connect and then ask for guidance, right? Is there something I meant to shift today in my schedule? Is there, you know, maybe there's this big thing I'm trying to make a decision on and asking for guidance at that time. But I, I think our days would look a lot different um, at least they have for me since I started practicing that, since I connect and ask myself and, and check in with my guidance first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do that as well. And it's really, it's, it's, it's checking in with what is it that I would like to have happen if I could choose and end my day in any way it is, and what is it that I'm supposed to hear or, or see today. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think that when I when I do that versus the times when I just don't remember to do that or it's the thing that, like you say, I'm, I'm rushing off to do something else because my schedule's tight. It's like, oh, that's why the day was off a little today. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I know why. I you know. out all day. <laughs> yeah, it was a little wonky today. That's what happened. So. You know that you know just so there's there's the rewards that come from from actually taking the time. Yeah. 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 So, I think so, so the morning routine, just so many things, right? Yeah, I think those are some good ones. So for people, just simple, and they sound simple, but I'm telling you what, um, if you do them, they're they're super powerful. So 
you know, again, listening to those voices, like you said, Lisa, versus stuffing them, which, again, I think we're conditioned to do that, right? A lot of us, you know, growing up, we were trying to express the way we felt and we got shut down. And I think that's really important or they will just get louder, right, to listen to those voices and then making that time throughout the, you know, first thing in the morning and then throughout the day to stop and really connect with yourself and even ask for guidance on things throughout the day versus just being that energizer bunny or that robot that's doing what you think you should or what you have to or what you're supposed to. Um, I think those are some really good things that people can just start implementing um, if you're not already right? Um, if you're listening to this call. So thank you for those. Sure. It doesn't have to be complicated, right? <laughs> nope. I've learned if I keep it simple, that that's probably the best for me. I know. And that's one of the things I remember, I, you know, for years I didn't meditate because I thought it had to be like me with a candle in the corner for an hour. And I was like, who's got time for that? I'm not going to be doing that. Like, there's no meditation for me. And so it was like, you know, do more, you know, don't waste time. And and then I was like, started reading more about the benefits of mindfulness and meditation and being present and a morning routine and all of those things. And then, of course, you know, I started, I uh, created that for myself and then shared the health benefits and even the benefits in my business with my clients. And now I, 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 I teach and talk about spaciousness and just how important it is and, and what gifts it gives you, what, what long-term benefits. And, you know, and yet, you know, here I am, like I, like I say, you know, as a person going, uh-uh, I'm not, you're not getting me to sit, you know, with my, an Indian style hour with a candle in the corner. <laughs> I, I laugh because yes, I mean, I, I mean, I tried that type of meditation for so long and I'm like, what the hell? Like I, first of all, I don't, you know, I don't want to take an hour every day and I don't want to sit in an uncomfortable position and trying to clear mm -hmm. my mind. I've got a monkey mind like that shit just ain't going to happen for me. So um, mm -hmm. finding right. Um, so whatever that is for you guys, like finding the thing, the type of meditation, the type of tool. And even throwing out the perfection thing, like if I just stop and breathe for five minutes, um, you know, close my eyes, lay down or sit in a comfortable position and just follow my breath, right? Just taking that time, connecting with my body. It's like, wow, oftentimes that, by the end, I get guidance. I get a sense of peacefulness. I get more clarity. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think, yeah, let's throw out that hour-long sitting cross-legged um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's great if not it works for me, for me but, it just, but it doesn't yeah, work for absolutely. most people on the planet. <laughs> so yeah, I um, you know I, I I'm yep I agree. Yeah, and I do think too. You also mentioned another important point that you know we can build in these these self connection and um, getting guidance throughout the day. And I know for me, and it sounds like for you too, Lisa. Like also, you mentioned retreats and. You know, yes, I host them, but I also go to them for myself um, a couple times a year because when you can go for like three to five days and have all of that, you know, all of that time for you to connect with yourself, I often get even more, um, I would say more and maybe even more profound guidance. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's, that 
That I, I agree. I, I, I have found that, and I think I love you articulating it that way, that there's, there's this m more profound. It's like, well, how, how could that be? Like, and I think what it is is that the turning, the mind gets quieted in a different way when you are in a different scenery, you know, when you're out of your home mm -hmm. environment, out of your work environment, and when you're, um, when your guard down a bit and you're just in a different space. You know, I remember first walking into, you know, a, a silent retreat going like, what am I going to do here? Like after the first hour, I was like, you know, I had walked around the retreat center. I had gone into the chapel. I had written a few things down. And I'm like, great. Like I'm done. Like I've seen it all. And, and I got four more days here, you know, and a half. And, um, and I just had to laugh because the, the slowing down and then, and then I was like, Oh, okay. You know, and, and, and what ended up showing up for me and, and uh, me really listening to myself, um, you know, you've talked about this, you, you know, you inquired at the beginning of the call about, you know, trusting yourself. And I found that, you know, after I left, there was such almost appreciation depth of wisdom to really trust what my next steps were because I was quiet enough for a long enough mm. period of time. And and even when I host retreats, uh, I hosted one in my home um, for, for 10 clients uh, earlier last month. And what was so interesting about it was the exact same thing. Even though it wasn't a silent retreat, it was like new things that were ahas that bubbled up that were like, oh, Okay, because I see things differently, right? I mean, it's like, like you say, more profound, more profound. Yeah, I think we need that time and that space. And I think that a lot of us don't take it unless we have that big, what we were talking about earlier, wake-up call two-by-four um, experience, right? We don't think we're worth the time or we can't make the time or it's too much money or who's going to take care of the kids or... You know, just all of that other stuff that um, that can really, you know, just the day-to-day -day stuff that can wear on you. And, um, yeah, so, hmm, interesting. I'm glad I didn't plan. I love what just comes out of these conversations. I had no idea that was going to come out today. <laughs> well, well, you know what's interesting about you, the last piece that you shared, is that what if people knew? What if they knew that, like, this was secret envelope or the key that saved them from the big wake-up call? Like, what if it was just, what if that was the key to not having the big detrimental one? Like, I believe everything happens in, in, in divine right timing and perfect, you know, and it is perfect. So, yeah. you, you know, there is, there's nothing that, you know, that happens that isn't for my greatest good. You know, I, I, I really believe that. And so, you know, whether or not it's clear, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> you know, and, and so we're here, right? This is why, uh -huh. why you do this, which is, which is, you know, which I, which is why I love you so much. And and so it's, it's it's that piece where the universe is unfolding exactly as it should. And what if it were that there were two doors, and one door was the door with the really serious wake up call. And one door was the door of, like, you know, you went on a retreat and you got this wisdom or something like that that showed up. Like, I, I would, would 
would wonder. I mean, I still, I still think that, you know, you, 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 things happen and, and, you know, you still have a, a soul's purpose. But I wonder if, um, you know, if, if that's just door number two. Because when I think about the similarities in wake-up calls versus what I've gotten out of retreats, like, they're very similar. <laughs> yes, and I love that. That could be like a bumper sticker. Retreat or, you know, kick your ass wake-up call, <laughs> right? Like, your choice. Um, yeah. But, no, I, I, I believe the same thing. I think there is that, and I know we're kind of getting into some deeper stuff here, which is good. Like, I do believe there are things that are destined, right, that are things that are probably going to happen no matter what. And then I also believe we do have, I don't know if you want to call it choice, right, but there's, there's these other possibilities, whether it's door it's kind of like, what, what is that, what door, what show was that where there were actually three doors? Um, <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. Yes, Yes, I used to watch that with my grandma. And um, I would <laughs> love that. So I, <laughs> so I believe, I'm glad you brought that up, because I do think that we can, sometimes there are things where we don't have to have that big whatever it is, right? We We can choose a different door and have it be maybe more gentle or more fun. Like I think going to a retreat and getting guidance is more fun than, yeah, probably getting a mess. Right. Like, um, and yet I believe I, that was meant to happen, but moving forward, I now choose to go through the retreat door. So I don't have another. Big right. Call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that's it. It's like, Okay, so if you could, because I believe in the same thing you do. I mean, my, my, my annual event is Design Your Destiny Live. So, I mean, designing your destiny, I believe in that, and yet I also believe in choice. Like, I don't think, like, your destiny is, is just one that's given to you. That's why I believe you can design it. And so there is the, the, the power of, of choice and choosing what, uh, what door you want to walk through, if you will, and, and, and sort of using this, then let's make a deal um, scenario. And, and once you've had the wake-up call, there are people who get more than one, right? It happens over and over again. I had a speaker at my conference last year who shared that she had, um, I think it was like seven flat tires in, the period, in a period of less than 30 days with a brand-new car going to wow. the exact same place every time. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> right yeah. so, yeah. so it's like huh isn't that interesting and after she changed the situation she never has had a flat tire again in her life hmm. interesting so yeah I think things like that and that might be a small thing for some people a tire whereas other people keep getting I'm just going to use an example health some people will keep getting right. cancer right and it's like yes. well okay, what, what is it that I need to change because I keep getting this same huge, you know, health issue? And I use cancer, but, you know, fill in the blank with whatever it is. And it's like you don't, you know, if you get it the first time and you make some changes, I believe it will not come back, right? I've seen it, yep. right? I've, I've seen it happen. I have too. And so, have too. so, yeah, you guys, so if you've had a big wake-up call, Number one, you might, and you, and you don't feel like maybe you got the full gist of it, 
And you'll know, you'll get a feeling, you'll be listening to this, and you'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I want to go back and look at that. So maybe that doesn't happen again. You know, whether it's another divorce or relationship breakup, whether it's another, you know, illness, you know, whatever, whatever it is, right, whatever it is. Um, but, but looking yeah. at things with compassion, compassion and curiosity is, is what I like to say. Um, you know, so yeah. anyways, cool. I'm so glad that came out of nowhere. Um, that obviously we were guided to share that. So <laughs> we were, we were, you know, that, that, the value of, of retreats because they do, they do, uh, they do quiet the voices and, and they also help, um, trust yourself deeper and they help with so many other other elements I am glad that we talked about that yeah yeah so that's the other piece right Um, whether it's to go back and look at your wake-up call or maybe you're getting guidance right now as we're talking as me and Lisa are talking maybe it's time for a retreat (laughs) maybe maybe I am meant to go look and schedule a retreat maybe that's what my guidance through Lisa and Tanya is telling me to do right now so um, Lisa and I both hold different types of retreats. So yeah, go go take a look or find somebody else that you know that you feel guided to. Um, so Lisa, yeah. I see that our our time is coming towards the end, and I, you know, I'm going to open up to see if anybody My has gosh. any questions. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, wow, this hour is like, bam. We just we had such a fun time um, that you know time flies when you're having fun, and um, that yeah, is. So I just want to. I know it's very good. So number one, I just want to remind everybody that we can take a few questions. So if you're on the phone and just want a question or comment, um, you know, if you have something to share at all, you know, anything goes here as long as it's kind of compassionate. Um, (laughs) um, You can hit star two on the phone, (laughs) right? Star two on the phone and then submit questions. I see there's many of you on the webcast too. So you can also submit questions and comments um, at the bottom of the screen. And while um, it'll take a little, a minute or two on my end for things to come through, my internet's a little bit slow in my new place. But while we're doing that, Lisa, why don't you tell us a little bit about your gift, this transformational leadership blueprint? What what is this gift, and um, how will it benefit people to trust themselves? Well, thank you so much. I I um you know I just I love love love. Uh, Leadership, like leadership is the thing that saved my life because I shared with you the story of me, you know, being in this place where I was, um, where it was announced to this this room full of leaders that I was a zero. And had I not taken that journey through that leadership training, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so I love, I, I just love leadership. And so this is a, a really a, a simple formula that I wrote that, guarantees that you get to step into your soul's calling and increase your sphere of influence so that you get to make a big difference in the world. For me, I've I've shared with you that being able to do whatever it is that you want without having to change who you are is really important. And so that's what this this leadership blueprint is about. And I'm in the process of actually putting some final touches on it and, and just so excited about it and so pleased about it. And then from uh, from the people who do sign up, if that does speak to them, then what I'm going to do is I'm also going to uh, do a drawing for a ticket to my annual Design Your Destiny Live conference. And so uh, just so, you know, 
like I said, just so grateful to be here with you. And um, I believe that that every person is called to make a, a difference in the world, whether it's in their, however they just define their world, if it's their community, if it's their family, if it's, if it's, you know, on the planet, everyone is given something that's uniquely theirs to do. I love that. And I think too, you know, when we talk about purpose, I think our purpose is, is woven into all different areas of our life, right? Um, who you are mm-hmm. truly here to be, right? It's not just your career. Um, it, it really is all those different areas. Um, just you being you is, is actually part of your purpose. So I'm excited, yes. Yes. and I'm, I'm going to yes. also um, – I'm excited. I want to I get in the raffle for your event. Um, <laughs> I, just, yes. I just want to come right. and with you. I mean, and that would be – You know? That would be fantastic. <laughs> well, you know, it's, 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 this is all about trusting yourself, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, yeah. I'm trusting I'm probably going to yeah. be there whether I win the raffle or not. So, so you guys, you can receive Lisa's gift, Transformational Leadership Blueprint. If you are on the webcast right now, there is a button at the top of the page that you can click and get Lisa's amazing Transformational Leadership Blueprint gift. Um, if you are on the phone, the easiest way to get that is to go to tanyapenny.com and click podcast at the top of the screen. And then you'll scroll down to where you'll see Lisa's beautiful face and her gift will be right there. It'll, it'll be in that box with her, um, the replay of this and her bio and all that other good stuff. If you are on iTunes or Podbean listening to this after this live version, again, you can go to tanyapenny.com, click podcast, scroll down to Lisa's beautiful smiling face and grab her free gift. And um, if you haven't yet, I also want to just remind you to grab my Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit. And that is my 10 keys blueprint for living a vibrant body or for having a vibrant body and abundant life. It includes a blueprint guide, an audio lesson, and one of my secret tools, the guided therapeutic meditation practice. So an actual guided meditation that I have recorded that I really did it for myself because that's what was working for me. And I found that it works for a lot of other people as well. So make sure you grab that. And um, Lisa, again, I just want to just appreciate you. And I'm so glad. I mean, I think we just met like a month or two ago, but I just feel like we are soul <laughs> sisters and that it was divine timing. And we talked and I was like, you got to be on my podcast. And you were like, hell yeah. So this was an amazing, fun conversation. And I think really, gave a lot of good, good stuff. I mean, just a lot of good stuff for, you know, wherever you are on the, the trusting yourself um, spectrum. I think there's lots of good stuff here. And um, Lisa, is there any like parting words you have, like any little, little nugget or little gem of wisdom you want to part with today? Well, I just want to give you props before I share, uh, you know, parting wisdom, because you know, the generosity of spirit and, you know, to to give your vibrant body an abundant life starter kit as well as guided meditation and programs and to gift those to people, I think is just such a, um, so generous. And it was one of the reasons why I am here is just because through our conversation, I just fell in love with you and the work that you're doing and believe so much in what it is that you are 
um, seeking to accomplish and making the world a better place. And so I just have to give you props because this has really been a very fun conversation. It's been energizing and it, it's also something that I believe has tangible, immediately implementable takeaways that, you know, as well as, um, you know, value that, that goes on and on from, uh, you know, what you've offered and, and from uh, allowing me to, to offer something as well. And so I just really want to give you props and kudos and thank you for that. And, you know, the only words of, of wisdom or the, the parting words that I would say is I often talk in my business about comfort doesn't change the world and vulnerability changes everything. And when you trust mm -hmm. yourself, you understand that there's nothing that you can say that can deposition your expertise if you're truly, truly connected to who you are and connected to, um, you know, in, 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 a, in alignment with whatever it is that you're, you're called to do. And the second piece to that is that the world needs you and you're brilliant. And so, the reason to trust yourself and follow your guidance is because there are people who need you. And the only way that they get to benefit from you and your brilliance is when you show up as your full, authentic, true, shiny, gorgeous, amazing self. And trust that that is absolutely enough. Because when you show up in that place, everybody in the world wins. Mm, I think that is so just... Yes, that is so important what you just said, because I think in a world where, you know, from a young age, we were conditioned to try and be like everybody else. And we're not here to be like everybody else. We're here to be our true authentic selves so that we can be our piece of the puzzle on earth, right? And, um, and, and do what our purpose is and do what we're here to do. I, yeah, I just, I love that. And I think, <laughs> So many people, you know, when I went to go open my coaching business, so many people said, oh, my God, there's so many coaches out there, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be so hard, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to go out and be myself, right? Like, so sometimes I swear. Sometimes, you know, I don't say things like that are PC or, you know what I mean? I just, I'm just me and I share my faults and my flaws, quote, unquote. And you know what? That worked. Like, people were just like, oh, you're real. Like, that's awesome. I'm going to work with you. And so, yeah, be yourself, follow your heart, and stop looking around for the approval from everybody else to do that, right? Your, your soul tribe, the people that are meant to connect with you are going to more easily find you if you fly your free flag, right? Your um, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yep. Your, your flag of yep. authenticity. So awesome, Lisa. Thank you. And Absolutely. Thank you to, yay. And thank you to everyone um, for joining us today on Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. And please feel free to share this with others if you think that there are people in your life, and I'm sure there are, that might need to hear even an ounce of what we had to share today. Share the love. And um, yeah, remember progress, not perfection. That's kind of one of my biggest things that I, I say it for myself and I say it for everyone who I'm a recovering perfectionist, right? So everyone else who struggles with that and um, just remember baby steps and changing these things can take time and definitely compassion and really just practice of the tools that you learn um, here and, and everywhere else um, that you are connected with and um, ask for support. That's the last thing I want to throw out there. Like, 
you know, my guidance, I will often double check my guidance with my coach or one of my trusted friends if I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know if this is my ego or, you know, so don't be afraid to like, you know, check in with somebody else too. I think we all need that support. So, all right, just sending love to everybody and compassion and um, courage to follow your guidance and to trust yourself. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit tanyapenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.